Anybody else sweaty right now, huh? Come on. That's a cardio workout. Some of you guys. There's a free workout for you today, too. You didn't pay for that. It's awesome. So glad you're here. We are in this series entitled Train to Win, and uh, we are talking about disciplines all summer that we believe that we find represented in the life of Jesus, that if we will put those to practice, if we will develop those in our lives, we will be ready uh, to, to, to win the battles that come uh, our way. Amen. Hey, aren't you, it's just so good to celebrate, isn't it? We're going to look at this discipline of celebration today, but it's just so good. So, by the way, Brian Gross Lewis, stand up, because we've got some train to win swag right there. Look at this guy. Turn around. Look at that guy right there. Now, I know what you're thinking. There's no possible way I could ever look that good in a shirt like that. You're a fine specimen right there. But uh, we do have some train to win swag out in Restore today, right? For, yeah, 50, 54 years to get like that. It'd take a lifetime to get out of that, too, wouldn't it? That's the hard part. It doesn't take long to get there, but getting out of that's a mess. Anyway, you look good, Brian. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, we got some swag like that and restore. This, this idea of training to win and, and some disciplines. And today we're going to talk about this idea of celebration. And, and I, I, love, I love starting with, with scriptural baptism. Amen. And by the way, you need to know something that, that, that they're not just 20 people we're baptizing today, but we've had a series of Sundays in which we've baptized 20 plus people all, all year long around here. And God's just changing lives. The Spirit of God is loose, and he's still calling people to himself. I mean, you know, in John chapter 3, when Nicodemus, this, this uh, lawyer, came to Jesus and said, hey, how can a man be born again? He wasn't talking about a physical birth. That he said, you know that it's impossible to be born physically again, right? Just a little health education right here before we get into the... The, the, the boring part of the sermon, right? But this just, just you, you, but what Jesus was talking about, he begins to articulate to Nicodemus was about a spiritual birth that needs to take place in a person's life. Hey, listen, I believe that there's some of you here today that, that need spiritual birth to take place in you. J just as those that we saw baptized today and, and others throughout this day have said yes to Jesus. Listen, for some of you, and, and in John chapter four, the very next chapter, that last song we just sang, by the way, that's a song of 1910 worship. And... Uh, uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna drop. I think next month. We're gonna release that one next month. But uh, but 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 this woman at the well. Jesus said, hey, the water that I offer you quenches your thirst forever. You see, for some of us, we're looking for spiritual life. We're looking for life as it was intended to be lived. Listen, you can have that today if you drink from the well that Jesus offers. Listen, it's not about you working harder, going more, giving more, but it's about you simply humbling yourself and believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and that you are a sinner. He paid for that, and you need to ask him to come in and change your life. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Some of y'all, wouldn't you like a new start today? Wouldn't you like a new start, right? And that's what Jesus does for someone. And, uh, and, and I love that. Well, I, I, I've been eat up this week on, on social media just watching. Uh, we love to pray for the Spirit of God and what He's doing. Listen, 1910 is just one small blip on the radar of what God is doing globally. You believe that, right? So as, as fun as this is, check this out. Thousands upon thousands times multiplied the Spirit of God is, is loosed in other places of worship today. And I've been, I've been reading all week. I, I, I did study this week, and I did 
fulfill meetings and I prayed and all that stuff. But I camped out on social media a lot this week because there was a sister church here in our community, First Baptist Church of Bernie, that, that was at youth camp this week. And, and, and here's why I was camped out on that, because they were showing stories of students engaged in worship, and they were showing students saying yes to Jesus and following through with believer's baptism. I love that. I love that. And I think we can celebrate that today, can we not? That God is changing people's lives all across the hill country. Pastor Chase Courtney just got back from Tennessee. He's been preaching at youth camp this week. I, I was nervous, but he did wear shoes when he walked into the house of God today. You know, in Tennessee, sometimes you, that's just dress code, you know. I'm just kidding. But anyway, anybody from Tennessee? Anybody like them some Cracker Barrel? Come on, somebody. Chick-fil-A and Cracker Barrel. You can't go wrong. That'll mess you up. That's how you get to be, fill that shirt out. Uh, I hear you, bro. Um, where was I going? ADHD. I've got so many letters after my name, I just don't know where I'm going. So, baptisms and, and Pastor Chase and preaching and students' lives being changed. And, and I just think we can celebrate that. And, hey, listen, here's the deal. We are a part of, of a network of churches all throughout the world in which we're preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. We, we present the gospel in different mediums and forms. In fact, Pastor Matt and Becky Serber, thank you guys for being with us today on a vacation day. Pastor in the house on a vacation. Come on, somebody. We can celebrate that. But we just want to pray for God's spirit to continue to have his way. In fact, I know you've been standing. Come on, let's stand up one more time today. Grab somebody's hand next to you. And can we just celebrate today? Hey, we're going to have church up in this house today. And if you don't talk back, we'll just keep, keep on going, all right? You'll miss your appointment at Hungry Horse, and, and, and you're going to be late. And, and, but let's just say, God, you're good. And God, I want to thank you for the, the way that your spirit is still changing lives today. God, thank you for, for faithful men and women like a Pastor Matt Serber and Becky and, and for Pastor Will Crum and for Pastor Chase Courtney. Thank you for, for business owners and leaders. I thank you for school teachers and doctors. I thank you for that missions team from this church that just got back from Guatemala this week that went in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. They were your hands and feet and your mouthpiece and you used them to draw people to your great name. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you're doing, how you're changing people's lives. We celebrate you today because you're a God that's worth celebrating. Amen? Come on. Is there anybody ashamed of our God in heaven? No. He is awesome. You're mighty and you're powerful. That's why we gather with joined hands as a sign of unity in this house today. That's why we lift our hands and we sing and we dance and we turn our music up loud. Because, God, you're worthy of it all. If we won't do it, the rocks will. So God, as your most prized creation, we're going to give you what you're worthy of. And we thank you for lives that are being changed. Holy Spirit, have your way now. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. Come on, one more time. Round. You got to clap a lot today. <laughs> Woo! It's good. I love this verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. It says this, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Rejoice. Now, I, some of you, you got flashbacks of a song that you grew up singing in church. Remember that song, Rejoice in the Lord Always. And again, I say rejoice. That was, we got crazy in the church. I grew up, we clapped. And what was really crazy is when the music director would say, hey, we're going to sing it in the round. And what that meant is that y'all going to start, then y'all going to come in at a certain point, then y'all going to bring, and we're just going to have church up in this house, right? Rejoice in the Lord always. 
And again, I say rejoice. We're going to celebrate today. This might be one of the spiritual disciplines that I think is, is, is maybe, besides fasting, maybe one of the most neglected. I don't think we celebrate enough. One person agrees with, thank you so much. We, we, we don't celebrate enough. In fact, look what the, the message translations, Philippians 4 says. It says, celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in him. If you looked up that word revel right now, you do a Google search. You're going to find things like dancing and partying and drinking and eating and, 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 and just, it's incredible. That's why I think Sir Earl and Cool and the gang were on to something. There's a party going on right here. God is good. And I think we miss that. And we don't celebrate his goodness enough. And when I talk about this spiritual discipline of celebration, I, I'm talking about that we rejoice in God's many blessings and we're remembering his faithfulness. Amen? Now listen, I, I would agree, and you probably would say too, that too much celebrating can become a little excessive. Uh, it's, it's, it's like an NFL player sometimes when he scores a touchdown, right? I'll never forget the, 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 the first time that I crossed the end zone and scored a touchdown in high school. And I kind of just put my arms up in the air like that. And boy, my coach, film session the next day, it was on. He said this, he said, Brown, that's not how we act when we score. I want you to act like you've been there before. We find in day and age today, there's some excessive celebrations that draw attention to yourself. Are you with me today? You know, we're, we're throwing popcorn in our, in our grill after we score a touchdown. We're signing autographs or we're, it's me, me, me. That's not the celebration we're talking about. We're talking about celebrating a God that's been so good to us. And just as we sang a song, this is not about us, God. It's all about you and what you do. Too much celebration can become excessive. But I would also say that no celebration is also bad. And I think for some of us, we, we, we need to wake up our celebration factor within us today. Because for some of us, we're missing out on so many of the things that God has done, and we're not taking the time to give him honor and glory and just simply say thank you. We're, we're reading the Bible through in 90 days here at 1910 Church. Anybody, anybody with me? We, 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 we just kind of plotted through Ecclesiastes. Isn't it so sexy? I love Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes 5, 18 and 19, says this. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life that God has given them and to accept their lot in life. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it, to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. We ought to celebrate we should eat and we should drink. We should enjoy our work. Uh-oh, I lost you right there, didn't I? I lost, you should enjoy your work. The writer in Ecclesiastes said, listen, you, you ought to enjoy your health. You ought to enjoy your wealth. Guys, it's okay to enjoy your wealth. It's okay to have a nice vehicle. It's okay to have a nice house. It is. I was talking with somebody this week, and God has blessed their business. 
And, and they're talking about creating some new ventures, business ventures and things like that. And my first question to him was this, hey, is that going to be used for kingdom advancing? He said, absolutely. I would not do it any other way. You know what? I can get behind something like that. I can get behind somebody making a little bit more money to further the mission of Jesus Christ. Are you with me today? I can get behind that. And it's okay. It's okay. But in all of our celebration, balance is required. Ecclesiastes 3 says, for there is everything, there is a season. There's a time for every activity under heaven. And verse 4 says, there's a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to what? To dance. I, I like Sunday mornings. I like to get my dance on on Sunday. Uh, sometimes I, I'm caught dancing in other places. You know, it's really embarrassing and, at Sonic, but that's okay. You know, just kind of having a car hop, brought my tater tots, woo, give it up and... You know, but, but it's, it's good for us to celebrate. Now, listen, we're not just making, listen, let me give you scriptural evidence that Jesus modeled celebration for us. You see, with all these disciplines that we're talking about this summer, the, the, just this prayer, we find it evidenced in Jesus' life. Just as we find, you, you know, making disciples evidenced in Jesus' life. Just as we find that Jesus was, was a student of the word and he knew the word of God. Just as Jesus fasted. Just as, listen, this thing called celebration was also modeled for Jesus. You know that his first miracle was what? Turning water into wine at a wedding. At, at a wedding. It was customary at those times that at a wedding that, that the, oftentimes the choicest juice would be offered at the beginning. And as, as the night would, would progress, the, 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 the juice just became a little bit, well, less flavorful and, of, you know, it was just cheaper, right? But Jesus, we find in John chapter 2 during this wedding, he, 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 he endorses the celebration. He, he doesn't want the party to stop because he steps onto the scene and he blesses with even better wine than they started with that night. He wanted the celebration to continue. You know, Jesus was also known and he was accused of many things. And in Matthew chapter 11, you read that Jesus was accused of being a glutton and a drunkard. You know why? Because he ate and he drank with tax collectors and sinners. Come on, I think that's another sermon right there. That some of us need to hang out with some people that are far from Jesus. And it's okay maybe to be accused of something because we're hanging out trying to draw people to our great God in heaven. Are you with me there? See, if we're not careful, we as a church can just hang out with one another. And I love y'all. I love y'all. But let's just be honest. Sometimes lost people are more fun, aren't they? They are. And sometimes, listen, sometimes they accept you and just love you like we in the church ought to accept and love one another a little bit easier, right? But Jesus hung out with lost people. Do you think his heart hurt for their shenanigans? Absolutely. But he loved them so much that he wasn't going to let them stay that way. And he was known as someone, you're a friend of sinners. You eat with the tax collectors. Ah, and I just, it's so hard for me to believe that some of those meals that he shared with people like that, that, they had to be joyous, fun times. People just loved being in the company of Jesus. Do people like being in your company? Do you celebrate and enjoy life? It's hard for me to imagine during that Sermon on the Mount, you guys get torqued off over 70 minutes that we spend together on Sunday. I'm talking Jesus preached a three-chapter sermon in Matthew. You ought to read it called the Sermon on the Mount. And they got hungry. And it was hot. You think it's hot here? It had to be hot there on that mountainside that day. But they stayed. 
They lingered. There was something about being in his presence that captivated them. They celebrated. Now listen, there's a key to remember in celebration. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Let me read this to you. It says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, read the rest of it with me, do it all for the glory of God. Listen, would you all agree that celebration can erode into gluttony, into drunkenness? And it can even move so far it becomes a worship of the sensual pleasures when it's separated from the purpose of celebration as a spiritual discipline. What is it? To bring glory to God, right? And so the author says here, this fine line of celebration has... I believe, been so misunderstood by people within the church. I stated it earlier. We, we feel like we gather in this place, and it's a time to sit down, be quiet, do not disrupt, don't make eye contact with anybody. You fake it like everything's good, you know. And, but no, th- 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 this ought to be a real place. This ought to be a place where we can unashamedly celebrate. I know that you've been living for Jesus every other day this week. As you've gone to work, you've done it to the glory of God, as it says in 1031 of 1 Corinthians. I know that as you lived in your home with your kids, you did it for the glory of God. I know that as you, as you played sports, as you went to camps, as, as the student ministry swam, 100 people in a pool in Fair Oaks the other night. Are you kidding me? I was listening for the police scanner, and I didn't hear any chatter about it. But thank you guys for that. I know that as you're driving in your car on I-10 through that traffic, you did it for the glory of God, didn't you? Oh, he hurt me right there, didn't you? Confession at the end of this service today down front. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Am I talking to anybody today? But so many of us, we, we miss it. And we feel like even when we gather in a place like this, listen, we must be on guard against gluttony and drunkenness. But I'm telling you, it is okay. Jesus has given us permission to celebrate. It's okay to celebrate at weddings. It's okay to celebrate baptisms. It's okay to celebrate at holidays. It's okay to celebrate promotions and raises at work. Come on, somebody. It's okay to celebrate anniversaries, other family and and community gatherings. It's good to celebrate and have a good time. It is. It's okay. Just let me remind you, what makes participation in all these celebrations a spiritual discipline is remembering that we are rejoicing in God's good gifts. Psalm chapter 145 says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. By the way, you know what what will stop the gospel and the message of Jesus Christ? is when we stop telling it. Are you with me? Parents, are you passing on your faith to your kids? Do they see you sharing the goodness and the greatness of Jesus Christ with others? The psalmist says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. You know, throughout Scripture, the people of God have always been a community that celebrates. In fact, the picture that we get from Scriptures is of a community whose entire life and existence, it revolved around what I would call this rhythm of celebrations. 
their celebrations. We've been reading Leviticus as well. It's awesome. Their celebrations, as we read about in, in Leviticus 23, were sacred assemblies. They were not sacred in the sense of solemn, but they were sacred in the sense of their essential nature and importance. And for most of those that celebrated, feasting was one of the central focuses of their gatherings. As was singing, as was dancing, as was drinking, as was storytelling, as was stopping from their work. Do you take a day off? You'll be okay. It works for Chick-fil-A. You're going to be fine. Because some bro is making some coin over chicken. And you're going to be okay if you rest a little bit. Give that deep fryer a, a breath. I hate Sundays, though, because they're closed. Because I get a hankering for some chicken on Sunday. Amen? There's other places. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the guests are going, why did we choose this place? It's okay. Oftentimes, these celebrations that they gathered together took place in Jerusalem. And so for those that lived outside of Jerusalem, it was a tremendous effort to get to the city to celebrate. That they would have to pack up their family and their friends, and there would be a journey involved. You gripe in Bell Lake about a 10-minute drive across town. For some of them, it was torturous to get to the party and to the celebration. They had to plan for that. But the idea in Scripture was that periodically God was wanting his people to step away from the rhythms of everyday life and to step into this rhythm of celebration. In fact, God was so serious about celebration. In Leviticus 23, 30, he says this, And I will destroy anyone among you who does any work on that day. It's fascinating, isn't it? (laughs) We, We believe and follow a God who essentially says, I want you to celebrate! Or I will destroy you. It's a big deal. He wants us to celebrate. But when you think about it, God says, what God says is not as far-fetched as it may seem. You see, a life that that does not know how to celebrate well, I I would say is a life that doesn't know how to live well. A, A life that doesn't know how to celebrate well is a life that doesn't know how to to live well. In other words, A life without celebration, I believe, is a life that is already dying and decaying. Now, some of us have a hard time with this one today. We we have a hard time with this image of a God who likes to celebrate. This kind of God seems foreign to us. And the sad reality is that for most Christians, this this invitation that God has given us to celebrate, it's been hijacked. And and it's essentially been been turned into this solemn, serious gathering in in an auditorium or, or some cheesy fellowship or social hall with rotten potato salad. You remember those days? When you went and you had fellowship, like you can't fellowship during worship. We have a fellowship hall. That's where it's designated for. Remember your mom slapping your hand? Don't eat that one. I know who made it. You remember that? Right? She's trying to protect your stomach from E. coli, things of that. But for some of us, that's what we've reduced this idea of celebration in the church to. You know, it's got to be a planned thing. And, and, but during this time, don't you say a word. Don't you enjoy it. You just have to endure this because potato salad and chicken are waiting down the hall. We've been hijacked from this idea of celebration. 
Man, this, this idea that God is a God who wants us to celebrate, this idea of, that he wants us as his people to do so, it's so foreign to some of us. Listen, we serve a God who invites his people to embrace, I said embrace, this rhythm of celebration, a rhythm that says, hey, listen, this is more important than work. And by the way, is gathering with God's people a big deal to you? Yes. Now, don't you be careful before you say, because they say that the average attender attends church 1.4 1, 1. Sundays a month. And if it was a big deal to us, I think we would be busting out of the seams right now. I know you're mad, but you know it's the truth, right? The reality is there's some people watching to see if Tiger's going to make a comeback today at Carnoustie. And when that opened, who gives a rip? We're talking about salvation of souls in this house. We're, we're, we're talking about advancing the kingdom of God. We're talking about a God that's got far bigger plans than holding a claret jug. We're talking about a God that came and entered our mess to save you, who has changed my life, and I just can't help but sing and dance. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. Man, it's a big deal to gather together. We're made for something so much more. And by the way, I know for some of you going, man, this, you guys are a little off the rails. That's cool. There are so many different types of churches throughout the Hill Country. Let us know what you're looking for, and we will help you find a place to connect. Seriously. We are blessed with preachers that can shuck some corn all throughout the Hill Country. And we would love to get you connected somewhere. Those of you that are watching online, I know that some of you are watching from, from other parts of the country. Hey, you can fire a message right now to our media team. Say, I'm looking for a church in Portland. Or I'm looking for a church in Oklahoma City. I'm looking for it wherever. Haiti. I don't care. We'll help you find a place. Well, And if there's not a church here, we'll come plant one. Anybody feel called Colorado right now? Many are the plans of a man's heart. Yes, the Lord's will, it will prevail. Amen. Praise Jesus. Love this verse in Isaiah 63, 7. It says, I'll make a list of God's gracious dealings, all those things that God has done that need to be praising. Have you made a praise list? What has God done in your life that's just worth praising? Sarah, has God been good to you? Come on. Have you made a praise list? This is worth praising. For some of you, maybe that's the challenge this week. I want you to just, listen, I was, in, I was in Fredericksburg yesterday. Come on, anybody from Fredericksburg? One. Thanks for coming, bro. That's serious. 45-minute hour drive. Thanks for coming. I was there yesterday promoting the local economy. Amen? Shop small. That's what I was doing. We're in Fredericksburg. And, and I was in a, in a, in a boutique. And I was sitting in the men's department. You know that one chair they have? That's where I was hanging out. Just waiting to see how much it was going to hurt me to get out of that place, right? And I'm sitting there, and the gentleman behind the counter was an older gentleman. And, and I heard him say to another lady that was, she said, how's your day, sir? He said, oh, it's a miracle. What do you mean it's a miracle? He said, are you kidding me? I'm over 80 years old, and the Lord woke me up today. Hey, when's the last time you thank God for waking you up? Come on, somebody. We, we, we get all bent out of shape about bags under our eyes or wrinkles here and there. But come on, God woke you up today. You thanked him. You th thank you, God, for waking me up. Thank you, God, I got an automobile to get to church in or for a friend that brought me today. How many of you, I know some of you picked somebody up and brought them to church. So thank you. Thank you. Bring a neighbor. 
bring somebody that needs a ride. Come on, somebody. It's a miracle. God woke me up. I'm over 80 years old. And that brother was preaching to those ladies. I love that. I'm going, yes, that's sermon material. <laughs> Baptisms today. We just celebrate. That's worth celebrating. Hey, can, can I tell a story real quick? Hey, I'm going to tell you a story right now because you, you, you don't know this. But, but, but out of the 20 that we're going to baptize today, uh, you guys just saw a couple that, that I think their story is really, really pretty cool. Um, there, there's uh, one of our ladies by the name of Cheryl, and Cheryl sits down front every Sunday in this service, and, and I hug her, and we say hey, and, 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 and for the last several weeks, Cheryl's been kind of giving me a countdown. Hey, this is in, in, in certain number of days, in certain number of days, certain number of days, my husband Josh is going to be getting out of jail. Josh, would you stand up right now? Turn around and face these people right here. We baptized Josh today. We baptized Josh today. Come on. You can do better than that. So here's what you guys may not know, that every Thursday night, we've got some men and some women that go into the Kendall County Jail and they preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Josh, you probably were exposed to some of them, right? I'm surprised they let some of those people out from coming in to visit you, because I know some of them, and, uh, but, but they've gone and they're faithful, they're being faithful with the gospel. Isn't that cool? Josh is baptized today as a believer in Jesus Christ. You know what else is cool? A wife that prayed for her husband. That's awesome. And ladies, I know that we dudes give you so many reasons to be torqued off and done with us, right? But Cheryl, thank you for being a praying wife and for sitting next to your husband today and being baptized together as a husband and wife. Come on, somebody. You know... You know that's good stuff. Yeah, I think that's good. Hey, did you know real quick? Hey, did you know that, that there's some, six years ago today, we broke ground on this property. We have a picture of that. Six years ago today, we broke. That's what it looked like. It was just oats filled. We had a tent. See that white thing in the back? That was our prayer tent in the back. We, that was where we could gather and pray. Our life groups met back there. It was 30 acres of nothing but oats, oats filled. And we gather next picture. We gathered here six years ago on this day. And there were just a few of us, a handful of us. The, the cross was the first thing we built out here. And when we put that, and we prayed over this property right here, groundbreaking. Six years ago today, look at this next one. I know what you're saying. Dude, that hat is dope. That hat is dope. I got a white watch on. I'm, man representing. Angie's got hairdo going on, those beautiful girls right there. I wanted to get on that tractor, but they wouldn't give me the key. <laughs> Gave a shovel. But uh, six years ago today, see, many of you don't know, for six and a half years before this place, we were kind of in schools and setting up about 6 a.m. every Sunday and loading in. Loading see, some of you don't know, this is all you know of 1910 Church. Hey, aren't you thankful for the faithfulness of people and I think we can celebrate them today that remain faithful to the good news. They knew that there were others yet to come. They wanted others to come and see what God was up to. He's good. We've been praying about what's our next move here. We've got 30 acres. 
And we, we, we've not had peace about what the next build is. I want to put in a water park. I've called Slitterbond. <laughs> but for some reason, that's not gotten a lot of steam around here, okay? And so we've been praying about it. We've not had peace about it. Well, you know why? Well, because we just have heard over the last eight months that, that there's some things that have changed around here when it comes to we can't build anything else until we put a turn lane in. And we cannot add anything else to this property with our current water situation, the well. It won't support it. And so we're like, okay, that's cool. We didn't know that, but we'd already made a decision to pay this off first. And by the way, if, if you're new here and you weren't a part of that first, hey, you still can join the party and help us pay this off. You, in fact, I believe that that's kingdom vision. I would encourage you with that to help get involved and don't miss the fun here. But we found all these things out. Well, come to find out there's a new subdivision going in around here. And I know some people are upset with that. But, but for us, it's... It's, it's forcing a turn lane to be put in, and we have a role to play with that. And you need to know that a turn lane is $500,000. So if somebody wants to write that check today, right here. I'll hold my hands out, bro. Bring it. But, but, but with the water thing, too, our well wouldn't support it, and we have to get what? Do you know that a turn lane's going in, and we're paying a small portion of that? And, and there's water being run right now through our property over the next few months. And so we get to tap in and use water and have we're, God is positioning. I think we can celebrate that. That's saving us around $700,000. Now, I know that's chump change to some of y'all. Y'all make that a month. I get it. But for us, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. We prayed a few weeks ago for healings. You know healings are taking place in this house. I stood on this platform about a month ago and said, my legs are jacked up and my wife prayed for me. My legs worked again, right? And we had some of you stand up and say, anybody got some leg issues? And we prayed over some of you. There's some healings that took place. Am I talking to anybody? Had a lady that was watching an hour away. She said, you know what? I wasn't there because I couldn't move. And you prayed that day and the Lord brought healing to my life. Technology, Right? I, I got another picture I want to show you. This is Layla Gonzalez, a little four-year-old in our church. This was taken this week at Children's Met Methodist Hospital. Layla had just celebrated her last chemo and radiation therapy. Come on. Four-year-old. That's her daddy, Yubi, and that's her mama, Jojo. Come on, you can do better than that. God's healing people. He's changing people's lives. It's changing lives. I got another picture I want to show you. This is Anna. Where's that picture of Anna? Next one. This is Anna right there and her friends. That's Miss Brandy Quinn and those $250 sunglasses. I'm sure. No, I'm just kidding. Those are probably from the Love's Truck Stop in Comfort. I know Brandy. So, uh. And that's Harper, and that's Denise there, too. These are three of our youth workers. This is on their way home. This is on Sisterdale Highway. Did you know Brandy pulled her car over one day because the Spirit of God had gotten a hold of Anna? Anna, where are you? I know you're here. Anna, stand up right now. Anna, stand up. Come on, girlfriend. This is Anna. Listen, the Spirit of God was at work in Anna's life. Danny Phillips preached that Sunday, and God worked through him. And Anna said, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus right now. They pulled over on the side of Sister L Highway, not at the fruit stand, not at the, the gentleman selling honey on the corner. They pulled over right there, and Anna gave her life to Jesus Christ. I think you can celebrate that right now. Come on. 
I love that. She doesn't look upset. She looks thrilled. She's happy. Do you remember the life change Jesus brought to you? Band, come on up. You better come. I'm going to keep on going. I got a story here of a lady and her daughter. She's checked into rehab, Covenant Hills here in our community. Mom came, came with her daughter to Covenant Hills here and worshiped with us one Sunday. God got a hold of her daughter's life. God got a hold of mama's life as well. God brought, broke those chains of addiction in her daughter's life. And God gave them a home, a place where they could be restored. Are you with me today, church? You see, we have things that are worth celebrating. And we need to praise God more. We don't take the time and we just take... Listen, God does not have to wake you up. He does not have to bring healing to your legs. He does not have to give you one more moment to say yes to his son, Jesus for life change. He doesn't owe that to you. What you deserved was death. But in God's great love and mercy, come on, he tore the veil and he made a way for you and I to have access to the throne of heaven. He loved us and he saved us for all who will drink from the well and thirst to be satisfied forever. I think there's a reason to celebrate. Listen, would you stand with me? I know there are more stories to tell. In fact, you're a story. On our website, I don't know if you caught it, but on our website, if you go to our webpage, 1910church.com, you can go to our webpage and you can type it in and you're going to find a share your story link on our webpage. You can click on that, web, on that link on our webpage. There's a form that you will find there. You can begin to fill in the data on your form. We want to hear your story. Listen, people might refute the gospel, but they cannot refute the change that Jesus and the miracle that he's worked in your life. We want to share that. We want to share those stories. We want to capture your story so that we can shout it from the rooftops. Are you with me? Listen, there's someone here today, our ministry team in just a few minutes are going to come up here. There's someone here today that needs to drink from this well. You need Jesus as Lord and Savior. Just as Josh said yes to Jesus, just as Anna said yes to Jesus, there's someone else here today. Listen, your search for life, purpose, meaning, significance, you want the old to be gone. Listen, it can end today and it's found in Jesus. There's someone here today that needs healing to take place in your life. In just a few moments, after we sing and celebrate, we're going to give you an opportunity to come and you have an opportunity to experience Jesus. Listen, there's joy that he brings someone. There's joy that he brings someone, and we want you to experience firsthand. We're going to celebrate if the band will kick into that song. We're going to celebrate a little bit.